The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome in to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez. Ladies, what's up? <laughs> Hello. Sorry. Um, it, no, it's good to be back. Today. Feels great. Yeah, yeah. I know, missed you guys yesterday. I know. I'm sorry. Ditto. No, no apologies. Yeah, I missed y'all. Ditto, ditto. Glad to be back. We missed yeah. you. Yeah. There's work to be done, sis. Period. We're gonna get to work right now. Oh. Mm. <laughs> 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 we got a lot to talk about since we missed yesterday. Uh, let's just start with the obvious. Um, Martavis Bryant, mm-hmm. the new signing for the Cowboys to add some depth to that receiver room. Not that they really needed depth, but. This is a story for a different day, in my opinion. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on this new signing? Because, I mean, for me, I if we're going to make an, a new addition, I thought maybe hmm, right tackle to add some depth there to give uh, Terrence Steele, obviously, some um, some good quality backup there. I just kind of rest him a little bit and when the time it comes. Um, I, I was kind of shocked about the wide receiver addition especially since this is a guy who hasn't played in the NFL since 2018 um so so I was a little shocked about that what what was y'all's thought yeah so obviously did some digging on Martavius to see kind of what he's been doing since then and he's played in multiple leagues Mm -hmm. uh, most recently the XFL so it's not like he's just been sitting for the last five years which I think is important to note because he still has his football mind fresh Mm -hmm. although when I asked him about it in the locker room today he he said um you know that it, it did help him like i said keep his legs fresh keep everything fresh but he ran into a wall literally yeah um and uh i saw that video today joe hoyt uh tweeted it if you want to go look at that but um yeah it's it's an interesting signing and i'm interested to see how or if they utilize him at this point because you just don't know there's still so many question marks about distribution overall within the current wide receiver room and then you add another factor into that and it just makes it a little bit more of a spider web if you will of um all of the what ifs and and what can happen and so i think it's interesting but i also think in the meantime what you're going to see is a ramp up phase of a guy learning the playbook a guy kind of readjusting to life in the nfl as compared to the xfl and getting his body right back into nfl shape and that was one thing that he mentioned in the locker room today was getting back into football shape and so um I think if you do see him, you don't see him for a minute, just based on kind of those factors that he has to get going with. Um, and then and then you see what comes of it. But I, I think it's interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how this ramp up works for him um, and go from there. Yeah. yeah, I'm OK with it. I'm OK with it from a standpoint of I think we talk about the practice squad very trivial. Like it's just like another it's like, oh, it's practice squad, guys. But the importance of practice squad is that you're getting reps against, you know, when they're doing scout team and they're doing work, it gives you a real look at your opponent. And one thing that I bring, well, a similar look to your opponent is what it's supposed to do, is yeah. to, to help you practice. And when you look at Martavis Bryant and his size, 
and kind of some of the things he's able to do as a guy that can run the nine routes and, and has a history of having speed. Um, I do think there are similarities in some of that. When you look at, respectfully, when you look at A.J. Brown and how he plays, there's similarities in, in their tendencies, well, the old Martavis Bryant. So I do think adding him to this scout team, this practice squad, with his height and his size, gives the uh, Cowboy defense another look yeah. in, in practice that will allow them to prepare more for these big size um, wide receivers. And also, too, even though it appears that, thank you, and then though it appears that, it appears that the wide receiver room does have depth it's not it's 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 depth but you have billy johnson i think if mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. who's more of a speed guy even though he can route run you have Jalen marino cropper and i believe who's the last year Jalen brooks and yeah. then you have Jalen brooks and so you do have some young guys so you add a gentleman who is technically still very much so a veteran that's been been in the nfl before mm -hmm. he's seen the lights um so you I, I get it. It doesn't bother me even from just a standpoint of them getting some quality reps against a guy his size with his ability and practice to prepare them for these games later on in the season or when they see a Philly mm -hmm. again or something, you know? Yeah, yeah you touched on it, uh, bringing a guy that has experience, Tracking. right? Um, I, he said he's 31 years old. It's kind of Old, but now I'm just playing. Not old. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just playing. Pain. I'm just playing. Uh, in, in football years, it's it so was. weird. Football years are football oh. years are so weird. Yeah, they are. They're different. so yeah. weird. But uh, no, I I remember when he said, you know, I'm I'm still fast. I'm still big, and I still want to play football. So that was something cool to note that he still has something to prove, considering he hasn't played yeah. about juice. four years. So hopefully yeah. he can bring some juice. But what does that do for? A guy like I know Mike McCarthy said today that it's to be determined on whether or not we even see him this yeah. season. But um, let's just say hypothetically speaking, um, in the next couple of weeks he does get into football shape. What does that mean for maybe like a Michael Gallup or like a Brandon Cooks? Because well, we haven't really seen much production from those guys. Well, I think what you're going to see is going to be a product of what you see here in the next couple of weeks mm -hmm. from those guys. And it's interesting when you go back and you kind of look at the scheme and how it's evolved over mm -hmm. the last mm -hmm. 10 weeks and, yeah. and into this halfway point of the season. Because what you're seeing is you're seeing a very C.D. Lamb-friendly scheme where mm. really, really the first look – tends to go to CeeDee Lamb yeah. from Dak Prescott, which makes sense. That's he your just, wide receiver he one. That open He's that guy. <laughs> and do it. If, if you have that guy, you have that chemistry, you know CeeDee's going to be open, take advantage of it. Mm. However, I just wonder how much you see the evolution of the scheme continue to become more open for other guys like a Brandon Cooks, yeah. like a Ma Michael Gallup, like a Jalen Tolbert. I just don't think up until this point, we kind of expected the growing pains that you're seeing from having a new play caller and having a new OC in these positions because it's all still new. You look at it, you're 10 weeks into the season, yes, but in the retrospect of how long you had a Kellen Moore and you knew his tendencies, you knew his, you know, his play calling ability, you knew his scheme, there's going to be some growing pains. And so what I think you're seeing now is the evolution of what this offensive scheme is. I don't think it's a complete picture of what you're seeing. I think they still have some stuff to figure out in game mode, in season mode, that you can't necessarily start to figure out until you're at this point. Um, so honestly, you take it week by week. You scheme up what your opponent is giving you, what looks right on film, and you go from there. To answer your question, I, I wanted <laughs> Sorry, to add that. Okay. The, I told him that one in. That's okay. Um, I believe if you see Martavis Brown, if you see Martavis Bryant on the field at any point in time this season, it's probably going to be because of something that you don't want as far as mm -hmm. injury, or he's just earned it. 
Yeah. They, that's my thing is that if they do see some good things from him in practice and he is able to elevate himself, it is nine times out of ten because he really earned it because mm-hmm. of the Jalen Tolbers, mm-hmm. because of the Turpins, because of the Brandon Cooks. But I will say also, too, looking at the film on Philly against Philly, Bebe, they were not expecting 87 to be the 87 that yep. he is. And I believe that what... Um, Sorry, something fell from the roof. Over oh here. God! I oh, think it was a bug. Honestly, oh. it just—it kind of. I'm so sorry. Who I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't do bugs. That's. I, oh. I don't either. <laughs> Baby, I don't do bugs. But, I was, <laughs> but no, I I do believe that. Um, Jake Ferguson is starting to put some great mm-hmm. things on tape, working the middle of the field, showing his yak ability, really um, attacking the seams. And what you saw later in that game is. <laughs> Philly, Philly started understanding that, so they yeah. started bringing coverage to to him, to him to cover him. And what I think, if 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 Jake Ferguson is going to continue to emerge as the tight end that we're starting to see, mm-hmm. that's going to open up things for a Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. and those gentlemen as well, because we talked about it for a lot of this season because the usage of the tight ends was so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Defenses knew that too. They were like, "Oh, you rolling him out of." Okay, cool. I'm just going to shade over here to see. I don't care. And so I do believe that this offense will start to open up more the more that Jake Ferguson Mm -hmm. continues to develop and show what he's capable of as well. Yeah, Mike McCarthy actually gave a lot of credit to the work that he put in this Mm offseason and just adding some weight on as well in the offseason. He was more of like a role player, he said, obviously behind Schultz, uh, and then came in and just has really grown. So he said that connection between him and Dak has really really grown as well. Even when he's helping him up mm-hmm. after plays. Yeah. And, and and quite honestly, the way he tossed Bayard, I mean, <laughs> listen, <laughs> he, he, get off my quarterback. Fight yeah. for like, your quarterback. Get up off of yep. him. And so that energy is the energy. And there was one play on the field you saw Dak roll out. Yeah. And Jake was like, he was open, but it wasn't really nothing there like that. So he was like, come on <laughs> in. Like, he tells Dak, like, come on. So, yes, their yeah. connection the t- having a tight end in your offense that can consistently win is a plus. It is a plus, and not only that, he's doing things in the blocking game as well. Mm-hmm. He's it's it's I, I'm actually very excited because it's something this offense has been lacking yeah. at the start of the season. It's consistent play in the middle of the field. Getting it from Ferg is going to open up things on the outside too. Because if you're not bringing a body over there, you're crazy. Because corners are too small to tackle mm-hmm. him one on one. Yeah. I also I caught up with uh, Jake Ferguson today. He's it's so funny now just all the little media scrum that waits by his locker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so afterwards, I, I asked Schottenheimer about him earlier in the week on Monday when we spoke to the coordinators, kind of his evolution, where he's seen him come just mm-hmm. this year alone as, as the starting tight end yeah. now that you're kind of halfway through the season. And something that Schottenheimer said that stood out to me was he's his toughest critic. And you hear that a lot in football. But what you don't think about often is, well, where does that mindset come from? So I talked to Jake today, and I was like, hey, just curious, because Schottenheimer said this. Mike, Mike echoed it today as well, mm-hmm. that Jake's his toughest critic, his own, tough, his own toughest critic. Um, and I asked Jake, so where did this come from? And he said... Well, honestly, it started in youth football with my grandpa, and then it leaked into my dad, and then that kind of leaked into me. So he talked about examples where he'd be playing youth football and it would be raining, and he said there would be a drop pass, and he could have played a perfect game in the rain. And the one thing that you know would kind of be asked of him afterwards was like, well, why'd you drop that one pass? And he said, I would take accountability even then, say, yeah, 
right, I shouldn't have dropped it. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool to see is that's kind of embedded in his DNA at this point because even going back to after the game on Sunday, the first thing Jake Ferguson did was take accountability for what he could have done and where he could have been better. And so when you're talking about a starting tight end, it's yes, it obviously has a lot to do with production on the field, Mm -hmm. but it's also the part of the game that you don't necessarily see, which is the accountability that he takes to be better and be a locker room friendly guy, be a good teammate, be a good teammate for his quarterback. Mm-hmm. So um, he really is the epitome of what you want in a starting tight end in this role. Yeah. And it's just really, really exciting to know that he's only two years into this mm-hmm. and what he has yeah. ahead could be really, really special if he continues on this upward trend that he's on. Well, yeah. I'm like modern tight end. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it is, he is, yeah. he's, he's kind of what people are looking for. They're mm-hmm. looking for that Kelsey S guy that has receiver qualities, but mm-hmm. also can do things in line, close to the yeah. line of scrimmage can help chip, yep. can, help in the run game he's be, he's put in the package together it's really dope to see because covering the draft you're looking for a guy like Ferg at this yeah. point the way he's <clears throat> developing is for him to start establishing himself as one of the more premier tight ends in this league and to see him come in as a rookie and how much he's grown has been it's been pretty dope yeah and I think he also played receiver in high school and linebacker mm-hmm. too so that's that's really helped him mm-hmm. um so I'm liking I'm liking the ball distribution between uh, Dak and getting the ball to Jake and then of course CD but I I think for me I really want to see it. I uh, I hate to say it because I feel like we say this every single week, but I want to see what Cooks can do. We, I mean, we've seen what he can do, right? In he two can games, cook. He, he can cook, but I just want to see you have a guy that is explosive who can route run, who has speed. Um, use him. You've brought him here to do it. Use him. Why are we not getting Cooks involved? It just, it really blows me. Is it going to take him to be like CD, like, Yo, give me the ball. No, I mean, it, like I'm confused. I don't. There's a couple things. Go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, it's, there's a couple things at play. Yeah. And number one, I do, I do believe that this system is a progression offense, and Dak goes through his progressions and he sees who's open. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that that plays a part in. It's nothing wrong with it. I do think that plays a part in what's going on with Brandon Cook's usage. Also, when you have a connection with how CD is right now with Dak Prescott. Yeah. They are on a heater. Like mm-hmm. they are they are so locked on to each other and CD's just winning at such a consistent level. But what happens when CD's not winning? Which is fair, which is fair, and that's why I said that the the tight end play is gonna open mm-hmm. up things as well. I do believe that Brandon Cooks is gonna he's gonna become an important part, but also too, I mean Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. If Jalen Tolbert's gonna emerge also, yeah. you there's a lot of hats in the ring. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that you, that we're trying to get touches to consistently, mm-hmm. and I just don't. Even if you looked at, I looked and went down Philly's games, um, just the in comparison to when AJ Brown has a great game and when Devontae Smith has a good game, and it's it's I think it's more difficult than what everyone thinks as far as mm-hmm. ball distribution. I agree, I agree. You brought him in to be the speed guy, to yeah. be a guy that can take the top off, to be reliable, stuff like that. But I do kind of understand where they are right now and how things are working, why he's not as mm-hmm. involved, because CD and, and Dak are just playing on another level right now. What you got? That's true. Yeah, no, I it, it just kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Your first look is going to be CD Lamb all the time, and with how quickly Dak Prescott is releasing the ball Fair. to get yeah. out of a, a crumbling you know, offensive line, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking in terms of the right side. Uh, 
that's what you're going to get right now yeah. is is a very CD friendly scheme. But eventually, you know, <laughs> things either come together to where those looks kind of are getting distributed mm-hmm. and y- you see more action from everybody or honestly, <laughs> keep riding the hot hand like that's that's yeah. really you can't disrupt what those two are doing right now. Good it's point. just too important and too vital and. Um, it's it's such a tricky game. There's so many things that are going into it's this so right hard, now yes. because it's not just as simple as okay, get him the ball. Because then yeah. you're also messing with confidence that CD mm-hmm. has worked his tail off to build at this point too. So at this point, again, I think it's just growing pains of mm-hmm. determining what exactly your offensive identity is going to be. Is it going to be, you know, all about wide receiver one, tight end one? Are you going to add run game in there? There's a lot of things going on, and I think a lot of it leaks back to how quickly Dak is having to get the ball out of his hands yeah. um, with kind of how the offensive line has been playing, um, specifically on, on the right side. So, um <clears throat> There's a lot that goes into it. I don't think it's. I think it's still a work in progress, and yeah. uh, I don't think what you're seeing now is what you're always going to see. What you got? Oh no! I, was I know you sick. <laughs> she listen. I understand. I truly understand the frustration. I do too. I do. It's especially when you go back and watch like some of the tape. He's he's also he's doing a lot of clear out stuff. They do respect his speed over the top. They're doing yeah. some things, but I I get your frustration because he's been productive everywhere else, mm-hmm. but he also has been the number one in a lot of places that's that he's true. been last like I mean it's so it's you also can't tell me he can't feel the frustration I'm sure he does yeah I mean you get brought into this new opportunity with a really good team around you and mm-hmm. a quarterback that is very capable of They're making gonna... sure that you you do what you need to do to be mm-hmm. productive again I'm sure it's frustrating for everybody involved right now but I don't see it just staying stagnant like mm-hmm. this right now. You that's need the thing. Him. You're going to need him. It's you're going to need him, and then it's going to be, yeah. oh, crap. Can you use what I... Barnacles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, barnacles. You know, like... There's there's nine games left. Yeah, but that's you don't want to start using him in week 12, week 13. Then it, it, Let's, hypothetically speaking, you see him drop passes. Well, I mean, you haven't been... You know what I'm saying? He's not. Yeah. He's not warm. He's yeah. Not yeah. Warm, I so. also think that because he's such a veteran, though, like you can kind of do that a little bit more than you can with a newer player, and that's not a great excuse. But Cooks is going to cook no matter what. I mean, he's going to come out of the gates. He's oh, he going to cook. Have to. He's going to cook. <laughs> You're going to need him. Yeah. You're going to you need, need him. You're going to need him at some point in time. And I just, like I said, I just think there's a lot of factors, and but more than anything. The way Ceedee Lamb is playing right yeah. now, you can't, you just can't take the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Like you just, yeah. he's 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 cooking everybody, baby. Oh, yeah. He, baby, he 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 beat the safety. He beat both of their corners. Yeah, I mean, he cooked every single person on the house. Like <laughs> the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. that's no, and that's no doc, knock to uh, CD either. No, like, it, it's just obviously he is the number one guy. He, he's proven that. Uh, I just you're gonna need him later too. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna need a healthy CD later gonna, too. Exactly, there. exactly. All right, well, I think you kind of touched a little bit on where I wanted to go next. We're gonna talk about this offensive line coming up right after the break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... 
Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. make sure it was Wednesday. Okay, head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, November 11th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Celebrate Veterans Day with special presentations from the Color Guard and Junior ROTC Drill Team plus a 21-gun salute. Take a tour of AT&T Stadium, get autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and alumni, play games, head outside to the Miller Lighthouse, and even play on the field. Visit attntstadium.com slash rally days for tickets and more information. Rally day. Sounds fun. Hmm. Rally. Sounds a cool event. Yeah. Rally Sounds good. Day. Sounds great. All right, let's talk about this offensive line. <laughs> well, okay, actually, I won't be hard on them. I won't be hard on them, and I'll say, and then I'll kind of pose the question. Um, obviously, it's on the right side with Terrence Steele, um, still the, his first year back from his injury. Um, my thoughts, though, I think he deserves a little bit of grace. Of course. And 100%. I'm going to say that I think he deserves some grace. And for y'all Cowboys nations that don't want to hear that, y'all going to hear me today. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got time. Uh, no, I mean, when Tyler and Tyler and Tyler, the T's, the three T's, sorry. Yes, they were all out for injuries. Um, say that. You know, he held it down. Um, he's been playing really well the past two years. And I just think that, like, even though it sucks that he has not played to his full potential, and that's just because he is first year back on his injury, uh, I think there's a lot of a lot more room for improvement. We got we got to just give him some grace. Um, and how much grace do y'all feel like he deserves, though? Because mm-hmm. now we're getting into that stretch of the season where it's like it's it's business time, you know. I'd adjust the mic for this one. Okay. Let's look back at the last 10 weeks. You know the one player that has not sat out because of injury? Terrence Steele. percent of the snaps, man. Terrence Steele. He's, t- he's played every single game. Mm-hmm. And if you want to look at, one, let's already look at how hard it is to be an offensive lineman that is taking hit after hit after hit. That's hard to do, especially when he's coming off of multiple knee injuries at this point. It came back early for and is still in the process of relearning his body and his knee and how to play on that. He, he has grit. He has grit to be out there. He has determination. He wants to get better. And look, he'll be the first one to tell you that. You, you don't have to you don't have to tell him 10 times how how he's playing. He's very well aware of it. Mm-hmm. The thing is is 
if you're looking at a guy that's played all of these snaps in the last 10 weeks, he's the only one on that line that has not missed a game so far this season. Obviously, you're going to be playing banged up already. But then you add this knee injury that he's coming back from, it's kind of going to make it feel worse than what he would feel if he was just playing a regular season without this knee injury that he rehabbed back from. So, yeah, you don't expect a 100% Terrence Steele at this point because of multiple reasons. And I think people are forgetting that, yeah, not only is he coming off of this knee injury, but he's played all of the snaps this season, guys. He's played all of it. I'm sure he's hurting. So it's not an excuse, and I'm not making excuses for him. He won't make excuses for himself. I guarantee you talk to him in the locker room. He's not going to make excuses for himself. But I just think, yeah, give him some grace. Give him some grace. He played a very difficult defensive line, so need not take away what the Eagles were doing on the other side, oh, too. Yeah. They were trying to take advantage of what, what how he's been playing. Mm-hmm. They were trying him. Mm-hmm. So, look, I, I think you give him some grace. You saw what you saw in the Eagles game, and you move forward. Yeah. That's really all you can do. You can't, can't sit there and dwell on it because you even look at what are the, what are the options if he's not in. What do you do? And that kind of goes back to my point. We should have got someone in – with more with more experience in that position, I mean, uh, just to kind of take the load off. I mean, you know? baby, right tackles are hard. To well, come yeah, by. hard ain't to nobody come giving by. them. Ain't nobody giving them away yeah. cheap. I do think you do have some decent depth guys on this team, yeah. but as far as like Terrence and, and what's going on with him, um, obviously teams cl- they clearly are seeing. I mean, Hassan Reddick is a premier pass rusher at this point in time. He's one of the best in the league statistically. So, um, yeah, they were able to take advantage of some of the hand fighting and some of the stuff that he's struggling with right now and leverage specifically. Um, but what I would do and what I saw them do in this game a bit, I just think he needs a little bit more time because there were a couple times that if he had just a tad bit more time, mm-hmm. then things would be okay. So, for me, I think this offensive line, the success of this offensive line is on if Tyron is going to play. Because because one thing about the 49ers that I noticed is that they very much so know where their bread is buttered. They know that their left side is their strong side. And that is why specifically right now they've been struggling to move the ball, running the ball, because they go left side a lot. Mm-hmm. This left side of this offensive line, when Ter- Terrence, when Tyler and Tyron are there, that's your strong side. Yeah. And you can do a lot to that side to take some pressure off of Terrence. And so for me... I'm looking at moving forward, how do you adjust? Okay, clearly your left side's your strong side when Tyron is playing. So you can definitely do a lot more of your stuff that you want to do, your pins, your pulls, your crack tosses, whatever. You send them that way because that's the side that's getting the most motion. Also, in regard to how to help him, mm-hmm. you bring a tight end over there just to chip, just to yeah. help out a little bit because what's happening is, like, DNs are lining up so wide off of him. It's putting a lot of stress off of him, you know, getting out of his stance. You just bring somebody over there. They did it in this game a bit. Yeah. Ferg just kind of was like, he would get off the line, <laughs> and he'd just be like, and then keep going. Like, I, <laughs> I was thinking about the white chick scene. But he'd just be like, he just y'all know what I'm talking yes. about. He'd just be like, he, he basically just blocks for a little bit and then he gets out into the flats. Yeah. And to me, that's something oh, that you can do that also mm. doesn't take Ferg away as a passing threat. Because I do believe that plays a huge role in how they're doing things now, too. They're mm-hmm. running a lot of 11 personnel where Ferg is the only tight end on the field. With that, 
He's 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 a receiving option. And if you're using him to help block, you're taking him away as a passing option. Mm -hmm. So they have to figure out ways or even if it's a running back, it could also be a running back that stays in there and helps Mm -hmm. and chips a little bit. They're going to have to figure out ways just to give him a little bit more time, because I believe that when he sets and he's set, Mm -hmm. he's fine. He had a he he had some good plays in this game. It was some bad, but he did have some good plays in this game. He, if he gets a little bit of help in those departments, yeah. I'm hoping that they figure it out. I do think you'll make it through the season okay. And also, Tyron, if Tyron can stay healthy, mm. holy crap, that left side is hecka strong. Yeah. You can do a lot yeah. running the ball that way and also, to dictating how you pass the ball that way as well. So, yeah, I, I think, do think there are some things you can do to help out Big Dog right yeah. now while he's trying to recover. Speaking of Tyron, I think I saw on Twitter someone report that I think he'll be missing practices on Wednesdays now. From here he been on missing practices. Yeah, I'm saying like from the rest of the season, and that makes sense. So that makes sense. Typically, when so yeah. today was a little bit of a weird day. They had mm-hmm. more of a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a Wednesday. It, today was a weird day. Today was a very weird day for practice. But typically, what you'll see is uh, a regular practice. They didn't do that today, but. Wednesdays are veteran rest days, yeah. Typically mm-hmm. for for this team, um, and that's kind of what it's unspokenly been for the last what ten weeks, mm-hmm. or not not like last month specifically. But um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, he, you see what he does with the veteran rest day already. Yeah, if he has games like he did in in Philly, yeah, he's gonna hurt. Yeah. You keep him, uh, you know, you keep him from hurting, keep him from getting more sore, and um, you avoid injury that way as much yeah. as you possibly can. So. Because in, pra- in, mm-hmm. in games, he looks like, I don't know. He, been practicing yeah, he looked yeah. fine. It's but like then, a switch turns on. But then in practice is when he's getting dinged up. It's crazy. Yeah. He hasn't gotten injured in a game. It's been all, like, he looks great in the games mm-hmm. when he's playing. It's just practice, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like the approach. And to see him go out there and to, I mean, when I say he erased mm-hmm. that left side, I mean, I saw so many grown men on the ground. Yeah. I said, get up. Why y'all? Like, they were just... <laughs> He was a brick wall, and I'm just—it's—it's it's just crazy, just how impressive he still is at this age. It's just insane. Yesterday, actually, fun fact: this was my first time seeing Tyron without like pads on. He's yeah. a big person. Yo, he's huge. He's a big person. Yeah, like literally the Hulk. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was, bro, I was looking up like. Thanos, like, yo, yeah. why are you so big? Because in locker room we hardly see him, and so like when I saw him for the first time, I was like, and he's such a dude, he's such a gentle dude. He's, yeah, he's, he's real cool. When you exactly. Speak to him. So you just for him to be able to turn on this like it's viciousness and have people in his vice <laughs> yeah. grips like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. He's great. Yeah, uh, but but obviously you know we haven't seen. Let's move forward to this run game though. Mm. Um, That's a good point. We talked a little bit about. I think on Monday, um, but we didn't get to touch on whether or not. I remember Mike McCarthy saying that, you know, he was pleased with the amount of time that Tony Pollard's receiving. Oh, oh God. Mm-hmm. I think I hit a nerve. Um, yeah, he's pleased with, with the amount of uh, play time that Tony is receiving. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of with y'all. I want to see Rico Doddle a little bit more. Uh, how, how are y'all feeling about the whole running back situation who do you feel should be getting more rep? let me just start well i it. mean i'm not no, you go, go ahead go ahead, I'm no, not, you go ahead. so when you look at the amount of touches tony's mm-hmm. getting he's not getting a lot of touches yeah he's mm-hmm. not getting a lot of touches himself mm-hmm. and so 
the the problem is, or I guess it's maybe not a problem. Maybe we need to understand what the philosophy is here. Is mm -hmm. has there been a change? Because your aerial attack is is really producing right now, but the way that the run is going right now is, it's. It's inconsistent is how mm -hmm. I would describe it. And it was really frustrating because when I went back and looked at the game, the the drive in which um, Schoon had the hold and Rico had the big run, you could see it was starting to click for them. You could see that they were starting to find some favorable things that they saw. Yeah. And so, but that was stalled by the hold and then things kind of derailed. And so for me with the run game, I'm looking for consistency there. Um, and I also, too, I know Mike McCarthy has, you know, talked about some of the changes that they're maybe trying to make and how they're trying to improve there. But a lot of it with the distribution is the amount of snaps. I mean, the amount of time. I mean, even in this past game, Philly almost took up that whole third quarter. Yeah. And so it's 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 just and, and you've had games this season where you're in the fourth quarter and your starters are on the sideline. So I'm looking at the running back usage as a whole. I'm looking at how much they're running the ball in general, um, and the consistency in that, and also the scheme, too. Mm -hmm. and, and and looking at, okay, well, maybe this is why Rico's not involved. I don't think, I do think when you start getting into these cold games, you start getting longer in the season, you cannot you cannot just depend on Tony to just be that guy consistently. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to need another body as the season wanes on. I'm really hoping that we start to see a little bit more Rico. They sprinkled in some Hunter Lipke. I mean, a, when I say a yeah. sprinkle, a wrinkle <laughs> of Hunter Lipke just to help, go out there and help block but mm -hmm. yeah it's it's this this run game is I'm trying to stay I'm trying to stay level-headed about it because at this point baby I'm about to check out I'm about to check out of like being like I want them to do this in the run game because I just don't know if it's going to happen and also too I wonder if this team is turning into just more of an aerial attack and a situational running game which it can work if you are able to consistently win the line of scrimmage it's just mm -hmm. we haven't seen that consistent uh, Lee. Mm. <sighs> she's right. she's sick. Where she's I sick. Yeah. I, I tried to I tried to do it I'm the calm sorry. way. She's not gonna do it the calm no. way. No. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, and I agree with everything you said. Mm -hmm. I true I agree. It doesn't just it's not just as simple as where's Rico Dowdle? Because you look at where's the run, period. <laughs> where's where's your run game? Where's your run threat? Mm -hmm. And what I do find interesting is so when we're asking Mike McCarthy about um, you know, other guys coming off of injury. He's very honest and he's very vocal in saying like Terrence Steele's dealing with this injury and kind of coming back from that. He mentions Michael Gallup in that conversation as well. But he he said on Monday that when it comes to Tony Pollard, it's not an injury thing, that he hasn't gotten any word from trainers or other coaches or anything like that to indicate that he's dealing with anything injury-wise. Mm -hmm. So my my issue here lies with you have everything you need to have a very viable run game because you don't just have Tony and Rico. You have a hunter. You have a deuce. You can use Turpin in the back. You have sometimes. a Terp. Yeah. You have a Malik if you really want to from the practice squad. You have Heck, multiple. CD. If you want. If you want. I mean, you have, you have multiple options here and you, you cannot tell me that that playbook does not have special packages for those kind of guys. And, and I'm all for not showing your hand if you don't need to. But if you're going to get your run game established, 
stick with trying to establish it. And again, we talked about this last week. Philly was not the team to do it against. I respected them for trying because there were glimpses where mm-hmm. I was like, the best run oh, defense in the league. Oh, yeah. is, is this is this the run <laughs> game being established? And mm-hmm. then they abandon the run. Mm-hmm. My issue is you have a very favorable opponent. You're, I'm running down these stats right here. Mm-hmm. You have a very favorable opponent to get that run game momentum started from mm-hmm. this point forward. Yep. Very favorable when it comes to the Giants <laughs> to see what your run can really do at full force here. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking everybody should have 100 yards plus. I I mean, and and that's that's the 32nd in the (laughs) league. No shade. No shade. No, no, I'm looking statistics only. If you want to get your run game going, it is against the Giants. You see what you can do. That doesn't necessarily mean you give some unscouted looks. No, it's just, hey, here's a game. You're at home. Mm -hmm. Get your legs warm. Get everything going and start figuring out what an actual distribution between your running backs looks like. That's all I'm saying. It's no shade to the Giants. Whatever. It's just you don't have you don't have the D line like you had last week against Philly where if nothing happened, I expect that. That's Mm -hmm. fair, especially with the lack of consistency from the run game. But it is frustrating because Mm -hmm. you have a guy like Rico Dowdle who look, Okay, your run game's not established. Passing threat, you can use him in the receiving game as well. Screen him and Tony game. Pollard, and yeah. it, like, it's just it, it's frustrating because you have you have these guys that that work to come back from injury. Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle mm-hmm. both, and they just haven't been used enough. So I expect growing pains. But if after this week the run is not more established, and we're not talking this time next week about how better the run game looked. Yeah. I'm be real frustrated. Yeah, I mean, and there's no real big difference in as far as like production between the two. I think both of them are averaging about four yards a pop. So, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think it'll be interesting to see how well they use them against the Giants. But we're gonna go ahead and take our second break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
four youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Mm, Sounds fun. Love camps. That's like, fun. Youth camps. I used yeah. to love youth camps when I was little. They were always just like a highlight to be like, whoa, this yeah. is so fun. And no. I can't even imagine these ones because I did not have something cool like that back home. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, back home it was like the high school, the local high schools would put on like youth camps, right? Like I'm dead. Nothing yeah, really mom... happens in Las Cruces. Oh, my mom and dad stayed putting me in youth camps to get me out the house. They're like, they get were out of, of my hair. No, they were so sick of me. <laughs> uh, but no, let's, let's go ahead and wrap things up with uh, this defense, y'all. Um, I was looking back. I know... Aisha's going to break down what she saw as well. But what I kind of saw and just going from that first touchdown of the Eagles game, um, roll some, roll some little notes real quick. Uh, no, it was, <laughs> no, it, it was so crazy to see how many mistakes, like little mistakes this defense made. Um, Damone, he got, the first thing was, I feel like he should have been more of a spy on that play. Mm-hmm. Um, it, let me make sure I had the right, Thing. I don't know if you guys know which play I'm talking about, but it was that touchdown, 12-yard touchdown from Kenneth Gainwell. Oh, I know. So can we you know, mm-hmm. he yeah, he should have been more of a spy, but he crashes down, gets stuck in traffic trying to make up for it. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, he comes off late off the block trying to wrap around. You're talking about the one to the right? Yeah, to the right. Okay. To the right. Understand. Um, and then next thing you know, Stephon Gilmore dives to try to make the tackle um, instead of just you know staying up on top. And I was, I don't know, it was just kind of like there were three, just too many like minor mistakes in my book um, for this defense. Um, it, clearly some things to clean up. What did you notice from film that kind of stood out to you? Well, in regards to that play, yeah. um, number one, Malik Hooker was reading the RPO. Mm. And so he ran, he ran over he ran over to the other side of the formation yeah. because he thought that Jalen was going to take the hand off that mm, way. Mm-hmm. We would have had help weak side. Well, you would have had help strong side. But I will say also, too, teams are figuring out, and this is, again, this is something Dan Quinn is going to have to tackle, and I'm sure he will. Teams mm-hmm. are figuring out how to take advantage of your linebackers. And mm-hmm. because and because you use your linebackers as safety, well, safeties yeah. as linebackers often, there's a mismatch when you talk about size. And I'm starting to see that teams are learning how to take advantage of that. And just with the linebackers in general, even on that play, if Marquise Bell fills with if he fills his gap with certainty, he makes the play. Mm. And so that to me is a huge thing moving forward is how teams are kind of figuring out how to find favorable matchups with your linebackers that are undersized in some in some instances. They just have to be ferocious and, and come downhill and play the game physical. They mm. there were a couple times I saw them just hesitating. Hesitate. And and that happens when you have a team that runs the yeah. RPO. Yeah as much as this team does, even though they did less. But, yeah, that was one of the biggest things that yeah. I noticed um, on film. You had, you had it? You have it? Oh, Marco. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm listening. Okay, but, yeah, but also, too, something that I noticed is that the defensive ends lost contain a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you say contain, that means, like, they set the edge so if a guy is trying to bounce to the outside, they have to cut back inside. And what happened was is that a lot of the time the defensive ends, and teams do this often with the Cowboys, they use your aggressiveness against you. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you guys are going to get upfield up. 
screen. Oh, I'm going to throw behind you or I'm going to figure out how to, you know, how to navigate that. Yeah. So I do think that's something that this defense as a whole really has to work on is the edges yeah. minus tank consistently <laughs> containing um, and, and being able to shed and make tackles. Also, too, I was Dan Quinn talked about it. He talked about third down and how they weren't that good on third down. One of the things I noticed was just how much, again, and teams did this against Philly prior to this game where they played soft coverage. Mm-hmm. And it's because you kind of are threatened by the explosiveness of this offense. You're threatened by an A.J. Brown. You're threatened by a Devontae Smith that's a good route runner. But – there were just a couple times that I was just like, dang, I would have pressed right there. Mm-hmm. I would have got – because with that A.J. Brown, there were t- – and even so, when you look at film, there's there were times that Micah was right there or Osa was right there. And if you would have pressed, mm-hmm. if you would have, like, checked, got physical at the line of scrimmage and kind of derailed whatever route they were running, mm-hmm. it would have been sacks. It was mm-hmm. about three times in that game that if they had just pressed yeah. and didn't give them free releases, that they would be able to they would be able to probably have a sack, possibly a turnover. So there's just some things that I'm looking at with this defense. It's even with Micah. Like, I, I love when Micah is across the line. When he's not just mm-hmm. a DN, because you also are seeing that teams are like, oh, you going to line him up over yeah. there? Yeah. Cool. Let him contain. Let him play weak side. Let him be over there, because we're not going to run over there. Yeah. We're not going over there. We're going to go <laughs> away from him. And so also, too, I'm looking at Dan Quinn possibly getting back to moving Micah across the line and letting him be that chess piece, mm-hmm. because when you just put him at edge, it is far easier for teams to scheme against you and for them to take advantage there, especially with an offensive line like Philly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this defense, I believe, is still good. They're still strong. But especially in the run, you need your linebackers to be more sure and to fill with more aggression. And then also, too, your DNs have to do better at containing and trusting their eyes and being physical when it comes to that. Secondary play pretty well, man. I just still think on those crucial third-down situations – Baby, stop letting them free releases off the line yeah. of scrimmage. It was yeah. so much space in so many sp- times. I get respecting them. Don't respect them that much. They got to mm. earn it. Period. Girl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was deep in the film. Like, I, this, is, hey. this, is a, this is a big game to learn from. Yes. They can, they can take... The, and this was, it was kind of a, what was, is it a litmus test that Dak didn't know what it was? Is it a litmus? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Litmus? How do you say it? I don't know. Lit- I'm not Litness? even sure. How you say it, Jazzy? How you say Litness? it? Come on, Jazz. And say it so people can hear you. Litness? Litness? People are probably thinking like we crazy. Because they're like, who is Jazzy? I'm so confused by everything that y'all saying. Okay, my bad. <laughs> my bad, my bad. But no, it, it it was a test to me to see how well yeah. the measuring Cowboys... Measuring stick. Yeah, a measure... yeah we'll, we'll say that. Let's do it the, the back way, yes. A measuring stick. Because, <laughs> baby, I just was messing up too. I'll it's be okay. shame. It is okay. But I do think this was a test for the defensive ends mm-hmm. just to see who who is going to be that content. Sam Williams, maybe give him a few more snaps. Um, mm-hmm. the, yeah, like, I wanted to see how they handled how they handled this offensive line. And for the most part, they did pretty well. It was the third downs and obviously the, the scores, like the few scores where they are inside the one, the two, or whatever. So yeah. some mm-hmm. things to grow upon with this defense. Yeah. I hope that they grow from it because it's a copycat league. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's gonna keep happening until you stop it. And yeah. so, let's let's get it. Let's 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 grow from this. I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready to turn the page. I'm over it. I'm over it. That's how oh she gets after goodness. she watches film. Keep in mind, guys, for Aisha to get this film study, she watches this game about what, like four times. or five, About three times, three four times. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got in me. But I'm really just. <laughs> 
like you talked about, like we're in a place to where you're about to go up against the Giants. Mm-hmm. You do need to see, you know, how you're improving or whatever. This is turning the page. I'm yeah. ready to turn the page too, and I'm ready for them to take the things that they messed up in this game and hopefully learn from it. Late game situations, third downs, yep. all that stuff. That's stuff that's going to get you whooped later. I also think it's a good place to be in. It is. The defense. Mm-hmm. It's not it's a horrible not place to be in. No. You're going up against debatably i think you get there a couple other teams in there but like your your best test of the season so far and they didn't do too bad i mean overall you're talking about a very young linebacker room that we said prior to the game without layton you are going to see truly what your weaknesses are Mm -hmm. and that would have been the case even if they won the game Mm -hmm. there still would have been things to pick at to say hey they can't keep doing this especially without your your veteran guy and from what it sounds like and, and from what Steven Jones said earlier this week on the fan, you don't know how long that's going to be. You yeah, don't know you don't know if, if it's going to be. There's a lot of question marks right now to when you're getting him back, so you have to kind of start planning out, and I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure they didn't wait until this week to do that, but what this looks like if you don't get Leighton back at any point. Yeah, so adjust. They got to adjust. Yeah. DQ yeah. has to adjust. You got to figure some things out, see what happened. What you got? Yeah. How do you feel about the defense? I mean, I think they're playing well. And like Jess said, I think they're in a good spot. Um, I, it's just the little things, like paying attention to details uh, when it comes down to that unit. Yes. Um, and it's going to pay off towards these next nine games because you don't want to be in week. 13 with the same issues issues, you know so i think they're in a good spot um and hopefully they can just put everything together this weekend i mean they should be able to they should be able to um but yeah i mean yeah i mean let's let's go got devito coming to town yeah i'm I'm, i gotta read i gotta watch some film on him y'all we'll talk about him all yeah all right well that'll do it for today's episode (laughs) I decided to be nice. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see y'all manana. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!